At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, shoot. This is Thursday. So right now, Jeffrey, let me see. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Let me see. Where is it? There it is. The WHO is mm -hmm. have, is holding their World Health Assembly. And that's kind of exciting. And I wanted to let everybody know they could find the World Health Organization on Twitter at WHO at who. And there's a hashtag WHA74, which is covering the conference. And I'm going to put the YouTube channel information and the website channel in the description portion of this podcast because i think it's important that everybody knows what's going on with the world health organization because mm -hmm. it, it seems to be more bipartisan more uh country run and so they're, they're gonna have some topics it's all about is about the pandemic and everything else you know mm -hmm. so check that out follow the world health organization like i do and maybe learn something that your politicians aren't telling you Salam alaikum everyone what starts here changes the world well i've got to admit I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, name on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believe them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. And here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless America. May God bless America. May God bless America. Hi, Jeffrey. <laughs> I did put some topics down. So that was that Ooh. one. I, 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 I don't know. I'm interested in the World Health Organization and everything they do. So, so there's this study by Reuters that says over half of 
Donald Trump supporters still believe that he is the true president and not Joe Biden. But guess what? When I looked into that more, Jeffrey, it said that only 2,000 people were polled. So is this an exaggeration of 53% of Republicans when you're only identifying only identifying 2,000 of them? Well, and, and here's here's the ultimate question is, is where are you polling these people from? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Getting down you know, to this, like it's the so, analytics of, are you, are you going to like uh, George Orwell College and picking 2,000 people or are you going to the, the Bronx, you know what I mean? Right, and that's, this is where it gets, this is where... As a data person, shit mm-hmm. like this frustrates me so well, and, bad. And this is from a Democratic-leaning uh, information site. That's why I brought it up this way. So you know, this is where this is where I call bullshit because you're looking for confirmation bias. You right. you want to believe that there's a significant group of people out there. Let me tell you something. In in a lot of my Republican family. Uh, that I know and love dearly, even they, even about most of the, uh, I would say probably a good 90% of them are like, yeah, no, Biden won the election. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, of, and I would say of the, the last 10%, 9% of them are people who are like, yeah, I think that there were some problems with the election that need to be addressed, but it is what it is. And then, the, then there's the last 1% that are, you know, like, oh no, Trump is my true president. <clears throat> but yeah, but they just didn't do enough research. They're just oh hell no. They're just Tom Brady fans that that, are, that won't admit he's in decline. You know what I mean? They're just going for what they went for. It's you know this is one of those things where you're you're trying to create a data point in order to create a talking point in order to create a time to own the Republicans, and mm-hmm. you just end up you just end up showing your ass on how little you actually know about polling and analytics and data, yeah. like. Somebody went looking, you know, somebody went looking for this specific outcome. And that's the way that I view it. Because, okay, so let's start with, let's start with it, the per, the group that did the polling was democratically. Okay. So the question Reuters, is. Reuters, I guess Reuters is respected, right? Reuters is very respected. Yes. But okay. then the question is, is where, you know, you have multiple questions in terms of data collection that make this very suspect. Number right. one. When you when you ask that question, so fifty three percent of the Republicans polled said that Trump is still the true president. Okay, right. so what that would then mean, like if you were to try and extrapolate that out to the population, that would mean that there would be about forty five percent of of Republicans think that mm-hmm. like that Trump is still the true president. Okay. That's, well, they, that's they're, all. they're saying it equals to 53% of all Republicans. Exactly. But that's the, that's the problem with that kind of, that kind mm-hmm. of data line is, is that where did you pull these people from? Did you, did you pull Republicans from all around the country? Did you pull right. Republicans from just the deep South? Did you, did you like intentionally lean out to like people who were known supporters of people like DeSantis and, and Mm -hmm. all of that, you know, you can easily cherry pick data. Like if you know, like if you know that a certain, you know, uh, a certain County voted a specific way and you make all of your calls to a specific County, 
Yep. Easy to get the data that you want, not the data that exists. Yep. And then if you ask the question <clears throat> a certain way, you get different results. And we all know that. Absolutely. And so that's where this gets, this kind of shit gets real frustrating is, is that are there Republicans out there that think that Trump is still the true president? Absolutely. Do I think that Reuters data collection is probably suspect? Absolutely. I have no idea what the questions look like. And yeah, those, questions, that's those questions could be intentionally leaning. Exactly. There's no other information in the article and it's the headline. It dares you. It dares you to go past the headline to look at it. And it says, hey, look, right in the first paragraph, it says that our our we were suspect and biased. But, hey, we're going to post it up as fact anyway. And that's how little people are going to research what they need to research to find out that it might be a bit of bullshit. And there's a show pod pod save america which i don't promote but i love <laughs> and what they do is they tell us about their polls and the questions and how they ask the questions differently and who they polled and they're pretty upfront mm -hmm. about their polling but you have to listen to that to get it because they also do the same thing with their headlines look our poll said this but guess what we asked it a different way and it said this but different headline you know what i mean well and that's just it is is that you know of that 53%, how are you lumping that in? Is it when you ask the question where there's several different sets and one, one set of data was Trump is our president rightfully mm -hmm. and duly elected. And, and I think Trump should be president because there were issues with the election and right. they lump those two together. You see that constantly where it's like 45% of people support Democrats. And then you have 10% of people who are unsure. So 55% of people support Democrats. What? Right. No. That's right. not how that works. That that was my other thought is that they could have literally said 47% of Republicans don't believe Donald Trump is the true president. Or, you know, it could be that they've lumped the, these people in in such a way that, you know, it could be a spectrum of, you know, you've got Republicans who are like Trump was an insurrectionist to, you know, Trump didn't help matters to I'm not sure how I feel about this to. Trump should probably still be our president because I've got problems with the election to Trump daddy, please rule me. Right. And, you know, and depending on how you lump those categories in, you could, you could say 53% and lump in the people who are completely neutral, the people who had issues and Trump daddy. Right. And put all of those three together and say 53% of Republicans think that Donald Trump is the true president. And that that is intellectually, statistically, mathematically dishonest in every mm. way, shape, and form. That does – I have <laughs> the, the, the math person in me is coming out. Yeah, uh, I get it. When you collect data, you know, the reason why we collect a wide set of data is so that way we can sit down and determine what a statistical spread looks like. Mm -hmm. Statistically speaking, probably most Republicans, probably a larger majority than you would think are, are of the mindset that Trump lost the election. Whether or not they have issues is an entirely separate thing. Right. You know, it could be, you know, did Trump lose the election? Yes or no? Exactly. You're asking for a black and white answer. But if you asked it in a more gray fashion, you might get a different answer. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, that's the thing is, like, I can ask the same question three different ways, and you could potentially give me three different responses that I could then right. categorize in one of two ways. You know, so, for example, the false binary. Did Trump win the presidency? Yes or no? No. Did Trump win the presidency? Yes. Unsure. No. Mm, unsure. I with know you're election, doing it on the spot, with, right? <laughs> with the election, with the elections being run in a way that is different from how they've been run in the past, do you feel that Trump fairly won the elect? Uh, Trump fairly lost the election. Ooh, that's a good one. I like because that here because the more that you you the more that you start putting into the question, the more it muddies the way that you answer. Mm-hmm. Because you might say Trump unfairly lost the election. Right. But here's the question. Does that mean that Trump lost the election or does that mean that you question the results? That's interesting. In a legal realm, it's called a complex question. Mm -hmm. It's designed to make you say something that you don't want to say. Yeah. So you add in multiple things to get people to talk, to get people to answer a way that you want them to. And then that way, they can dig into you on the way that you answer the question. There's no mm-hmm. right way to answer the question. That's that's the whole point of it. Right. And in this and in a mathematical sense, there's no right way to answer a question like that. Because what you're asking is not whether or not Trump lost the election. You're asking about whether or not it's fair and he lost. Right. That's an interesting point. I kind of want to stay on for a minute. Because <laughs> I, I had this theory that COVID was really bad in an election year because Republicans saw it as voter suppression, you know, and then they could complain when they did all these extra things like mail and voting and drop boxes and everything because of the pandemic. But in the past, in the future, when the pandemic wasn't an issue, they could complain that we did have a different version of an election than we had normally had. Mm-hmm. And and that was just it is is that it was you know there was no right answer to this and here's right. and and mathematically speaking here's what's really funny in the previous election Hillary Clinton won the popular vote sixty six million to sixty three million right but Donald Trump won the election because of the electoral college process mm-hmm. so statistically speaking does it surprise me that Donald Trump lost the popularity vote absolutely not. He didn't win the last one. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, when W was elected where W lost the popularity vote, but won the electoral college. But then in the next election, he actually won the popular vote too. Right. Right. So, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's like everybody gets their moment to complain and scream and yell Mm -hmm. because that's kind of a mess. But when with the difference between W and, and Trump was is that W then went on to win the next election quite handily. And we had no questions. It's like, okay, yeah, popularity wise, he lost the first one. Mm-hmm. Electoral college wise, he won, but then in the next one it didn't really matter because he won the popular and the electoral. Trump lost the popular vote. Yet again, despite gaining a record amount of votes, I mean, both right. parties gained a record amount of votes, and that's yeah. mathematically something you have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Is is that if you have the same kind of spread, like even if you were to like shrink it down, because let's say it was about so sixty six, sixty three, so you're looking at one hundred and twenty nine million people in the first one, 
Right. And then it was like what, eighty two to seventy three? Thought it was seventy two to eighty. I don't. I don't. Know. It was something like that. Maybe. But so so you're looking so you're looking at us. You know, you're looking at an additional spread. So what that should tell Republicans is number one, your candidate got more votes. So in terms of looking at the system. Mm-hmm it allowed your candidate to get more votes. So there's obviously something in there that worked for you. Right. It's just that your candidate also happened to suck. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't offer any policy. Uh, He didn't. Well, he, he, if, how do I put this? If Trump was being judged on his first two years only, and we had had an election, the idea that Trump would have lost this election wouldn't be a thought because Trump's first two years were gangbusters for the economy. Everybody mm-hmm. was doing better. That's true because he offered a stimulus as if there was a pandemic when there was no pandemic. That's why a $1.9 trillion package given to corporations to benefit them. Of course, everything was, was gangbusters, but people were getting poorer. The K-shaped economy began. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you saw a lot of major corporations raise their minimum wage to $15 an hour without government involvement. Like in, in, so in terms of like some of like the biggest offenders, you know, they were the first ones, you know, to raise their minimum wages. So Mm. it's like, it was, there were some benefits, but then Trump started doing the tariff stuff and that really fucked with the economy. And then COVID managed to hit and that really fucked with the economy. And so really, you know, the last two years of his presidency is what he got judged on because he bombed it hard. His response, his, his tariff wars with friends and enemies royally slowed down the economy Mm-hmm. Before COVID hit, it was already slowing down the economy, and then COVID hit and totally blew everything out of the water. Yeah. I mean, when I say that whatever Biden inherits is going to be because of some of the stuff that Trump got, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. There is going to be a lot of benefits that are going to make Biden look good that were initiated under Trump. Agreed. The vaccine is proof of that. The vaccine, you know, the vaccine is proof. This is one of those things like I don't like Trump, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Trump cut the tie, cut the red tape on getting getting money to companies to get this vaccine rolling. Right, and that was always that's always my point with Trump supporters. Why wouldn't you take the Trump vaccine instead of trying to go for the Kung flu? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why would you say I'd rather get the Kung flu than the Trump vaccine. That never made sense to me. Just because Biden's distributing Trump's product doesn't mean it's not right. So and, I don't and, know. and 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 the tax cuts that exist right now, the corporations are still going to be taking advantage of when people are back in the office. Mm-hmm. Which is why, which is why you're seeing. Uh, I mean, from a from a business standpoint, that's why you're seeing a rash of higher paying jobs. I mean, granted, are they as high paying as they should be? No. Are they higher paying than they were? Yes. Right. And and so like like I said uh, in in the in the last show, this is the moment where if you're going to try and take advantage and and move up, and especially if you didn't necessarily think you had a chance, mm-hmm. there are enough places hurting out there now where you might actually have a better chance at moving up simply because they need a body to fill a position. Right. You would be surprised at how many places are going to hire somebody because they're willing to train you into that position. Mm-hmm. You might not have all of the experience that they're looking for, 
it's not like the economy was under Obama, where you know even I, with a bunch of qualifications, was getting turned down consistently because there were not enough job openings, but there were plenty of applicants. And right now, it's the exact inverse. There yeah. are a lot of job openings and not enough applicants. And if you've ever gone to a party and been like one of the first ones there, you know, you understand that you know everything that's going on in the party. But if you show up two hours late, you just seem lost. Everybody's in a different speed than you. So get in there early. So there was this this uh, question you brought me to by talking about the corporate tax cut. There's a situation in which Democrats do not want to eliminate the Trump tax cuts because mm -hmm. it will alienate donors but they don't it seems like democrats don't understand this like they they keep saying why wouldn't they cut the trump tax cuts they're extremely popular among the people and so i wanted to get a little clip so i could send it to these people and say yes if you eliminate those tax cuts corporations won't donate to you anymore and mm -hmm. you can't you can't get reelected just on the smaller dollar donations that you're getting now which is the exact situation the republicans are in because trump is sucking up the small dollar donations and corporations can't officially donate to them without getting scrutinized in this in this day and age, which is fair. I don't think mm -hmm. they should be getting donated to if they're going to do these regressive policies. But mm -hmm. that's the situation: is you need the you need the corporate money, so you got to give corporations money to get that money. Because if you take their money, they're not going to give it to you. They're going to give it to the people that are fighting to give it back to you. And so of course Democrats don't want to cut the Trump Trump took the heat for all that corporate tax cuts, right? And right. all they have to do is ignore it and hope that Democrats don't say, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know what I mean? Right. It, it keeps Mitch McConnell happy cuz he said do not get rid of them. Like don't don't roll those back, you know? And so yeah, it's 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 popular to fuck Trump and corporations, but maybe you should have a conversation and decide, well, we've helped the people, we've helped the corporations, we've helped everybody. Like, you still need to help corporations. They're still a part of America, right? Even though they suck and I wish Citizens United was over with and they couldn't donate all this money, I kind of think you still need to help corporations. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Oh. Hi, hi, Billy. Billy, being a pest. You gonna come? Are you gonna come up here and say hi to everybody? Nice. So, have you heard about the one six commission? The one six commission. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The January six commission. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it turns yep. out Republicans got everything they wanted on their wish list and then voted against it. Yep. <laughs> and Marco Rubio says that this 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 is just going to be uh, requests of subpoenas to attack Republicans, and that's not how it worked. Have you heard anything about that? Um, it sounds an awful lot like the Republicans don't want to do like what they did to Democrats with Benghazi. Right. I'm just wondering, like, what what's the Republican rationale without saying that it, they would end up being investigated for their roles in the incident? But from their perspective, the rationale is, is that it was uh, four months ago. We should just get over it. OK, that's what it, that is what they're trying to do is move on past it. Yeah. It's like, look, you, you know, <laughs> you, you sat there and did Benghazi for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And now that you have your own issue where, you know, people ended up dead, 
you don't want to be investigated. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's hmm. I'm gonna go with fuck you. Yeah. And you you don't get to play this game and then expect it, you know, not to get played against you when it's their turn. Right. Like that's the that's the answer. Is is that you did this shit with Benghazi, despite multiple times. Right. There was no wrongdoing found by bipartisan, by Democrats, by Republicans, but you keep bringing it up. Okay, great. Now you've got, now the Democrats have their own version of Benghazi, mm-hmm. except it happened right in the fucking capital of the country. You literally had the Confederate flag walking through the halls of the Capitol, and that didn't even happen during the goddamn Civil War. Right. A woman got shot in the head trying to break into the chambers. And somehow, she, you know, she's the one that's, you know, the one that was, you know, not the villain in this. And, you know, and it was, it's funny because, you know, for all of the blue lives that mattered, when a cop had to shoot somebody to keep them from breaking into the Capitol, blue lives didn't seem to matter anymore real fucking quick. Right. That whole incident proved that blue lives didn't matter. And oh, then, absolutely. It was, and, a, it was a means to an end, and that uh-huh. end was snuffing out black lives. Right. And then they went ahead and decided to vote against funding the Capitol Police, which was amazing to me. And I also wanted to get this on the record, and I said this to my friend in the other room. It's amazing that in the end, it was Republicans that decided to defund the police. <laughs> right. So you, for all of the defund the police, you know, we can't defund the police. The moment that, you know, their fuckwits decided to storm the Capitol, suddenly defund the police is an okay option. Right. Once again, this is for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get to go fuck yourself. That's just... <laughs> I know, right? Just, and, you know, if we could hand out gold medals for mm-hmm. mental gymnastics, the Republicans would be the winners right now, clearly. Right. But my, my thing is, is like, they're lost and I want to help them navigate the map to get out of it, but I don't know how they got there. So I can't like go in and say, I see where you're coming from. I see where this makes sense, but it doesn't. And I, you can't, know those, I can't figure it. I can't figure out how Mitch McConnell. You know those, you know those bases where you yeah. enter at the bottom and they're a circle and you kind of have to work your way around. Yes. Well, it's like that. It's mm-hmm. just that somebody shoved their head up their ass, and now they're having to work their way around in order to figure out how to get back out. Right. I want to help them get back out because they're Americans like me. I just don't understand the logic that got them there. There know? is no logic. <laughs> there is no logic. That's the problem here. But the, you know, doesn't there have to be? Not when you put Trump daddy as the head of your party and you oh. go by his whims. Whims good. are not logic. Good point. Good point. And that's just it is, is that the, the Republicans could say, no, we don't want to investigate this because, and I quote, currently we have the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA already working on this. This is not a great means of use of taxpayer dollars. There's already Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff that is happening that is being determined and played out and that we need to let that play through the justice system first before because they're gathering all that information already right. and there's right. still more to be gathered. If they came out and just said that while there would be a bunch of Democrats that are pissed off, logically it also makes sense. Thank you. Like, is, is, there's already, there's already stuff happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There's already investigations. There's already court cases. There's going to be a bunch of information that is going to come out and it just is practically not the best use of the house or the Senate's time. Right. And they can hold hearings on it after 
the FBI exhausts their investigations, after the CIA exhausts their investigations, after the Department of Justice exhausts its investigations. After that, absolutely. Like, bring it up then, because you're going to have all of this information to be able to go through. That would make sense. Thank you. That does make sense. It's just the messaging. And for Republicans being so good at messaging, it's just hard to fathom that they're they're lying instead of just splitting the hairs like that. You yeah. know? You don't, so, have, you don't have to say that it's a it's a witch hunt for Republicans when you got your wish list of having half of the panel being Republicans and they can't subpoena Democrats without Democrats agreeing to it, and you can't subpoena a Republican without a Republican agreeing to it. Those were the terms of that Kevin McCarthy wanted, but now they're all saying, no, it's a witch hunt. It's not a witch hunt. <laughs> and, and that's, and that's, and that's where, you know, if, if, if there is Senator involvement, if there is house rep involvement, mm-hmm. I fully expect that the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ will uncover it. And that in and of itself is going to be far more productive. Right. And you, you have committees in the House and in the Senate, and these committees can look into whatever they would. We have the Intelligence uh, Committee. We have the Judiciary Committee. We have the Oversight Committee. We can look into all this stuff with those committees, right? And we and Democrats have a majority where they don't have to ask permission for a subpoena, you know? But I do like about the commission is that none of them are politicians, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that it's almost like a, a lottery draft. Like we could do a, a what is that? Fantasy football pool, right? Mm-hmm. And who are we going to pick? And I heard Fiona Hill and I was like, oh, I want Fiona Hill on there. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so that just, you know, t- to me, in terms of why would it make sense to not do the commission yet? Right. There's, you know, there's a lot that has has yet to be found out. There's a lot that's still playing out. There are investigations that are still ongoing. Yeah. And and the information is going to be impartial, and it's going to end up looking a lot like the Russian collusion case. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's going to be rushed. It's going to be a day late and a dollar short. And then it's just going to serve to polarize people more. Whereas if the FBI is like, hey, look, we've got, you know, we've got one of these reps having a conversation with multiple leaders of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the best way to get into the Capitol, mm-hmm. then, okay, well, they're going to find that. And that's going to then be the, the basis of what do you do next? Right. What happens there? So... Well, I don't agree that it's a witch hunt. I do agree that it's a political uh, political stunt, okay. and that and that it's going to fuck up whatever investigations are currently ongoing. And if you want to see some people behind bars for what happened on January sixth, they need to stay the fuck out of it. Is what right. needs to happen. If you want some actual justice, if you want some people in jail for what they did, mm-hmm. politicians need to shut up and let 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 the law enforcement bodies figure it out. I like that. And you have to remember that just because it's Joe Biden's um, department, like the Justice Department, it's not Joe Biden's Justice Department. It's supposed to be independent. You know what I mean? And, and let's, I, I let's know, also remember, too, that all of these investigations started while Trump was still technically in office. There is a lot of investigations that started when Trump was in office, which is fascinating yep. to me. Like you know? Matt Gates. Oh, man. I'm sorry. And it really sucks that I had to defend him on Twitter the other day. 
somebody was like, oh, so the Lincoln Project put up this, <laughs> this, this tweet, right? And it said, Matt Gates. They tagged Matt Gates and put an hourglass. And I was like, what is that supposed to do? You know, and somebody was like, well, you know, highlighting pedophilia is always important. And I was like, but you didn't do that, did you? Like, you didn't do a call of action. You didn't share a link to tell me where to go to find out the evidence. Like, you're not presenting new evidence. There's no shock value. You just tagged him. And this person was like, well, it's important. And I was like, yeah, but none of that was represented in the tag, Matt Gates, And somebody else was like, how does the GOP not expel him from his judiciary committee? And I was like, because we're innocent until proven guilty. And until somebody shows evidence that he's guilty, he's innocent. Like, no, it's not even that they show evidence until he is convicted. He is innocent. But that, what I'm saying, and that's how it works. That's at least that's how it should work. Having what, worked in law, I, uh, that is not how it works. The court of public opinion paints people as guilty, whether right. or not they are or not, but and then from there, you know, we end up seeing people get convicted. That's yeah, my point. Not. Is that they're asking why Matt Gates's friends and colleagues aren't evicting him? They're not saying why aren't Democrats getting rid of him? And why would Kevin McCarthy, Matt Gates's friend, say, "Oh, there's an allegation by"? You know what I mean? Like that. It doesn't make sense that they would eliminate him until there is proof that they need to eliminate him, and that sucks because I think. He's a he's a disgusting and, frat paddle, and 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 and, just, and, and, and there's the, the evidence doesn't look so good right now. Yeah, I know, right? No, nope, like totally. who the fuck uses Venmo for this kind of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is where it's like you know the the people who are yelling cancel culture. Obviously, the people who never fucking bought weed in college. Right? Like you pay cash and you don't fucking send a message, you dumbass. <laughs> he sends the money to Joel, and then Joel sends the exact amount to a woman. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, this... like that's the that's that's why it's just so funny. It's like you clearly don't understand what it is you're talking about, and you clearly don't understand technology. Right? Why the fuck would you Venmo somebody that is a no now a, now a pled guilty sex trafficker mm -hmm. like 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 that's there's gonna be some sweating but you know it's one of those things where it's like i coming from the defense side of things you know it is innocent until proven guilty well i mean but yeah. but if i were matt if i were matt gates's lawyers i would be like fuck 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 Right. But here's the thing about politics that people don't know. If you're if you're convicted of a crime and you're a politician, the penalty for you is loss of office, right? Like you can trade. I'll leave my office if you don't charge me and they'll accept that. And it depends so, on the crime though, but it, it, that's just it. Is it depends on financial the, the crimes. Feder federally, I'm saying state, you, the state will still get you, but federally, They'll, mm -hmm. they'll just remove it. They'll just say, yeah, get out of office. We'll accept that. And then you're screwed in the state. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's where you're going to, that's where I think you're going to see like Trump's uh, stuff right now with New York where he's oh being, my gosh. That's, that's, that's really something else. That's fascinating. So they took a civil, a civil investigation and broke it off into criminal and joined with the federal right like the mm -hmm. u.s district attorney which i, I didn't so. really i didn't really like because if you're taking all the crimes and making them federal he might have a pocket pardon and so that worries me is that they're just eliminating everything criminal and putting it into a federal investigation and leaving the civil stuff to the state so the state can collect money and the feds can exonerate him with a pardon 
later. Yep. And that's, that's exactly, that's exactly it. Whereas if, if it's a state crime and he gets convicted in the state, right. then, um, you know, the likelihood of the governor of New York pardoning him is going to be very unlikely. <laughs> yeah, extremely unlikely. But we will find out because this is like the last year for Cy Vance, who is the 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 U.S. attorney looking into it. I get so I confused. So. Tish, there's a Tish James and there's Cy Vance, and they're both attacking Trump fairly, by the way. And Tish James is also decapitating the NRA, so she's one of my heroes. <laughs> as, as somebody who is a, a very Second Amendment person, I have to say fuck the NRA because they've mm-hmm. become a cesspool. They're not exactly. They're they're not the same organization that supposedly was in favor of you know gun rights and and all of that. It very much became a, it very much became a a white people white men only uh, frat party that they used the money to buy strippers for. So mm, yeah, mm. even a lot of people who are uh, on the gun rights side of things say fuck the NRA. <laughs> oh, I I totally agree. They're not doing you any favors. They're making you look bad by keeping this violence. Oh no, like you know? no, the NRA right now, lo- the NRA looks really bad. It's yeah. like, and when you got people that are sporting those stickers, you're like, man, yeah. Yeah. there's, there's a couple other newer groups out there that I need to do my research on before I even talk about them at all. And the NRA um, and the NRA was de- denied bankruptcy. So they're mm-hmm. going to have to pay. <laughs> And that, but that's just it. Is that that organization is so fucking corrupt at this point? Where mm-hmm. you know you're better off just gutting that one and and calling it a life. Yeah. You know the it's there's just no point on that one anymore. Yeah. Hopefully it gives uh Wayne Lapierre a scarlet letter so he can't be involved in anything anymore because some corporation's just gonna hire him. You know what I mean? Smith and Wesson or somebody's gonna hire him as a spokesperson or something. Not if they know what's good for him. Or a lobbyist, you know, because he still has a lot of clout. He still has a lot of connections. He's going to be picked up, you know. Unfortunately, but uh, I think uh, I think uh, if you want to actually advance Second Amendment rights for, for all Americans, uh, yeah, that dude's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. So here's my question. I've been having this argument with people on Twitter that they're saying – they 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 are trying to be oversight for the media and they're constantly bringing up fox news as misleading and what i keep trying to tell them is fox news isn't media it's like the simpsons it's like family guy so when you say tucker carlson says something i think homer simpson said something too and it's this what i want to know is is there like should we create a policy for the fcc that redefines the definition of what can call itself media, and wouldn't that just eliminate Fox News immediately? No, media, you have to think of media as this overarching thing. Like media is not a news company. A news company is media. But so what I would say is, is that mm. we already have we already have definitions on what news is, and Fox has made the the point to say that they're an entertainment company, not a news. Right. Right. So that's what I would say. That's how I would start this off. Number one, they're not calling themselves news. And if they refuse to call themselves news by 
by corporate and structural reasons, mm-hmm. they're not news, number one. Right, but they do put it on all their chirons and on their promotions, Fox News. You know, they're even on Twitter, Fox News. That's my issue. Look, Facebook has news and nobody takes that seriously. Yeah, everybody does. Jeffrey, everybody does. That's the problem. We all take <laughs> fake butts from Facebook news seriously. Fucking Mike's like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, so that's just it. Is, is that number one, it, when you're asking for media accountability, number one, mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Are you talking about people? Are you talking about news sites? Are you talking about blogs? Are you yeah. talking about social media? Are you talking about places that, you know, just, you know, I mean, YouTube is technically media. Yeah. And YouTube is like, they're like, fuck it. Just throw it all up here. Yeah. It's the, vagary, it's the vagary of the word so that you can expand. I always say, dig deeper into a niche. Don't be like media oversight, be specific. Like you said, news oversight, uh, gaming oversight, you know, like you're not going to one day call out some Twitcher because they, they played Fortnite wrong. Right. <laughs> and, and then, and then you have the greater question is, is what, it, what is it about the news that you're wanting oversight on? Are you looking at fact checking? Are you looking at representation? Are you looking at writers putting out whatever the fuck that study was? Right. You know, what, what is it that you're, what is it that you're trying to, what is it that you're trying to oversee? Hmm. What aspect are you actually looking at? Because what was it here? Washington Post ended up having, like a few different news sites ended up having to print a retraction over something here a few weeks ago. Right. And and so it's like, okay, um, like if you're looking at, if you're looking at fact checking, if you're looking at um, source checking, things like that. Does the media, does news need, need more oversight? I would argue yes. I think it I, has it. I think we're all looking at every story questioning it, right? No, we're not. We're not. That's, that's sad. That's, that's, and that, that's, that's problem number one. Problem number two is is that a retraction doesn't mean the same thing as what it did, you know, 20 years ago. Right. You know, talk is cheap. And right now you've got people that can pretty much say whatever they want and then later be like, Oh, well, what we actually meant was, or okay. You know, blah, 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 blah. And anyways, now we're moving on with the same topic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hate to bring up, but you see what's going on with the, the, my pillow guy. And he's like, we've got all of this information. Okay. Show us. Right. Show what us. proof. Give me some proof. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. I mean, I don't like to quote Lindsey Graham, but I got to quote Lindsey Graham. I asked for 10 cases of voter fraud and I didn't even get one. Right. They said they had, they said they had a thousand cases. I said, give me 10. They didn't get one. Hmm. There's 15. There's 15 of uh, questionable votes, but none. It, it's weird. A lady voted and wasn't supposed to vote because she was still on parole, but her vote wasn't counted because she was still on parole and she got five years for voting. And then there's a guy in Pennsylvania that uh, voted for his his, wife. Yeah. Killed his wife and voted for her and he got got probation. So I don't know what, what, what are you calling voter fraud? (laughs) And that's, well, that's just it is, is that, you know, just because you don't like the system that all of these States agreed to, that's not fraud. Right. Like if, if, if the system agreed to it, if the state uh, election systems agreed to it and they ran it the way that it was agreed to, and you don't like the outcome, that's not fraud. 
Well, that's what they're saying, isn't it? We talked about that. Is that we all agreed to something, and then COVID hit, and we were like, "Oh, we got to make, um, we got to change things." And people were like, "It's too soon to the election. You can't do it that soon." And you know, we were like, "But we have to." And they were like, "You can't." And that's the whole argument: is that you know, je- Democrats jumped in at a, and were opportunistic in changing and rigging the system to their advantage. When that's not true. That's not true. Um, Throughout history of voting in America, Republicans were the ones that liked voting by mail. You know what I mean? And so, right. And, and and even in a lot of places, like flat out, voting by mail worked mm-hmm. in, Colorado, in terms right? of in terms of getting people to vote for either party. It worked. Yeah. Now, here's here's what here's my opinion on it. Do I think that there was fraud? Absolutely, because there's always fraud in every election. Do a, was it wide scale? Mm-hmm. No, it was, but it was committed by Donald Trump and his henchmen. Honestly, I don't even. Th- I don't. You know, I, that's that's the problem. Is is that uh, that's not even there, and it wasn't even wide scale. I mean, when you look at the number of cases that have come up, there have only been like maybe a handful of cases where you have one person committing multiple frauds. But even then, it's not that many it was his his propaganda that i'm saying attempted to rig you know oh absolutely i mean the fact of the matter was he was talking that he was he was uh he was talking down the security of the election before the election was even going to be held by mail right right exactly And, and and realistically you know this goes back to the whole how we responded to covid was either blown out of proportion one way or the other. Yes. Realistically, what should have happened was, is everybody should have got a mail in ballot or everybody should have got mailed a ballot. Everybody mm-hmm. should have had the time to figure out when, you know, what, who they were going to vote for and get everything done. So that way, all they had to do was show up with their ID and shove their, their ballot into a, into a polling station. And that was that. That's right. That's all. It, I mean, real, realistically, if you want to, if you want to, make voting easier like you mail everybody a ballot everybody mm-hmm. gets to fill out and then you have expanded hours leading like for two weeks leading up to the election so that way people can actually show up at a time that works for them to That's drop funny. off their ballot like this was actually really easy like you want to talk about the security of it like the security aspect of it was actually very simple mm-hmm. and it was it was hybrid you get everybody a ballot and then you put a bunch of polling places up where people can walk in as they see fit, as they right. need to. Because realistically, the the historical issue is people being stuck at work and not being able to vote. Yeah. So if you actually expand polling hours mm-hmm. and make it so that way people can all they have to do is show up with their completed ballot and their ID right. and they're in and out in less than five minutes. Like this is, actually isn't a difficult solution. And arguably you're not really changing a whole lot other than the fact that you're just mailing out ballots to people. Right. But it's just amazing that Republicans think that like frontline workers, people with two jobs, <laughs> poor people, black people, disabled people aren't Republican. Like they, they, you know, if you're working two jobs, you can't get there between nine and five. Right. So, 
and then you eliminate access after that, that doesn't make sense. You're eliminating access for your voters too. And mm -hmm. if you're saying that Republicans care more about voting, then you're saying you're going to disproportionately affect the Republican voter. <laughs> you, know? you know, and that's, and that's where I say that, you know, the system, the system birthed the idea that you could get more voters involved mm -hmm. and, and it, it, you can get more voters involved across party lines the security aspect was actually really simple and neither party wants to think about this. The right. party of send everybody a mail-in ballot, the Democrats, you got the, you got the send everybody a ballot part, right? The, we need election integrity and security part. Okay, great. Have more polls, have some election workers that work expanded hours mm -hmm. and have them show up with their completed ballot and their ID. Like this actually wasn't difficult. And what's funny is I watched a guy on the news, a Democrat saying, if we can, I can't, if we can uh, create an infrastructure to protect the stock market, we can create a voting app. And I was like, Fuck, at least somebody's thinking about this now, you know, because if I can right. just, here's my problem with the, with the ballot. If I vote two weeks before the election, like in 2016, when people voted and then Donald Trump turned into the giant biggest douchehead <laughs> in the last two weeks of the election, a lot of people already voted and would have changed their vote. And that's why I think that an up-to-date app, you know, where I can change my vote up until the last minute is important. But I don't know how we would protect that. That's not me. That's over my head. I'm just saying. And, and as the information security person who works mm -hmm. in Fosec, yeah. I don't trust that, you know, and, and I, know. I, I work in, and I work in a place where our money is affected every day. And right. I, you know, and I'm constantly on the lookout for people trying to fuck with that system. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's one of those things. Like I love the idea until I start thinking about it. <laughs> and then me it's too. like, it's, it's, it's more of a nightmare than you'll <laughs> ever want. Because the reality is, is, is that, you know, there are going you there are enough nation state actors out there that are going to try and influence the vote one way or another mm. for people yeah that's you just that there's infrastructure built in these and and they're doing it to all the countries not just ours you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like that's uh, just it is i like the idea but mm. unfortunately it's it's just not going to be a safe and secure and the other issue there is, is that, you know, when it comes to a recount, you know, who's to say that after you've submitted your information, that it doesn't get changed by some nation state that's already gotten into the back end database system. So even if it, even if it is protected and secure, not enough people will think that it can be to make it usable. No, okay. no, at, at this point, it's just not possible. Right. And especially when you see the the depth of acts that have happened to our critical infrastructure mm -hmm. to, you know, like, I mean, you look at the pipeline aspect, you know, what are we going to do if somebody's voting software gets held ransom? Right. So, you know, you would have a bunch of West Coast states that suddenly wouldn't be able to vote for Democratic candidates, and, and that would all be cut off. So are we stuck waiting until we can free the voting database? Or you get someone like, you know, China who hacked solar winds and they just managed to get in a bad update on some of these systems. Mm -hmm. So now what does that look like? Does that mean that they have the ability to change records in a database? Maybe. And what, and what proof do you have and what proof do you have that you voted a specific way? 
That's right. Good point. And so, so there's, so like, I can see all of these fail points. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have a ballot and depending on the place you get a printout of how you voted. So they've got the ballot. You keep your printout. If there's any question about how, how you voted, you have a printout to say, this was my final vote. Yeah, there you go. See Sheldon and, Richardson, my request for $1.9 billion to create a infrastructure for a voting app. It's right here. We get, we're working it out. So just go ahead and send the money and we'll figure it out in the next 10 years. Okay. There you go. So it just, it's one of those <laughs> things where like, I get why people want to want to do the, the quick and easy way mm-hmm. of voting online because you couldn't do it. There is no question as to whether or not you can do it. You absolutely can. It's just that there's a lot of things that you would have to sacrifice. And in the end, there is almost zero guarantee of any type of security whatsoever because having worked in InfoSec, things are only as secure as what you know about. Yeah. that's And sure. a lot of it is reactionary. Everything is reactionary. That's how we live our lives. We don't prepare to protect. We just react. <laughs> right. So, so as much as, as much as I would love the convenience of a voting app, mm-hmm. the security of it, it just isn't there. Right. And it won't get be it. there. I not, it. not for a very, very, very long time. That's fine. At least what I find fascinating is that we have these random talks and then I hear about them in the ether. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes I think to myself, who's listening to us, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because they, they talk about stuff. We talk about the CIA is listening to us. That's so funny. Like when I downloaded the Helsinki summit, like, Mm -hmm. and then the white house, they deleted it and then edit, put up an edited version. And it's so funny because the FBI was outside of my apartment for like two weeks and everybody in the neighborhood, cause I lived in a mostly my name minority neighborhood. They knew it was cops and I didn't even think about it. And they finally came and knocked on my door cause I never leave my apartment. <laughs> they were like, Hey, you know, we want to talk to you about this. You stole that. And I was like, I didn't steal it. And they were like, can you take it down? I was like, no, it's my property. You know, you as the federal government, you created it. It's mine now. <laughs> right. But I, I love that. It's my story. You know, the FBI came and visited me. So I'm always wondering if I'm still being monitored, you know? Oh, there's no question. There's yeah. no question. You know, I mean, there was like, it's, uh, I was asked about whether or not like, oh, there's one time where I was, I was getting a background check done and they're like, okay, background checks t- typically take a few days and bloop. Oh, mm-hmm. your background check's done. Yep. Wait, you worked for the feds? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So all you know your your information. Yep. Oh, so you're a plant. You're the mole. Oh. You're the one monitoring me. Totally, Jason. <laughs> I've had my eyes on you for a long time. Ooh. I've been looking at you while you're in the show. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <clears throat> that's so funny. I have this like bottle of uh, soap in the shower that's really a camera and I just left it in there and I've been getting like hours of just footage just Wi-Fi to my app that I didn't even know I had so for the past six months I've been recording every shower incident ever in my bathroom yeah and you can find that all on onlyjasons.com <laughs> onlyjasons.com that's hilarious lonelyfans.com I love it <laughs> so my my oh so I had a real issue this week, Jeffrey. What do you got? Jujitsu Kaisen was only one episode, one only one season. Mm-hmm. 
what the fuck? There was like 40 episodes in there, but it was just one season. And then all of a sudden it was just this hard, cold stop. Mm-hmm. Bugs me. I know. It's anime, man. It's it's always the rough part about <laughs> what happened there. You get you just get completely. I was just gonna say you you hit what in your show? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a giant shampoo sized dildo. Uh, yeah, no, it's just one of those pen cameras you put in a. You know, I had I had a friend staying over, and she was attractive, so I got this camera. You know what I mean? I just yeah. didn't realize I left it on. That's all. Yeah, and you can pick yours up at penislandcameras.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend is only like a part of half of the conversation, which I think is so funny. He doesn't know what you're saying. He only knows what I'm saying. <laughs> well, what can I say? It's yeah. it's always fun. All right. So but, what what should we watch? I mean, yeah, did you want to talk more about Jujutsu Kaisen? I haven't seen enough of it yet. I've been so busy that I just I I need to catch up. I got gotcha. you. No, what I'm hoping as I was going to sit down and watch Army of the Dead cuz I need to see that. What's that? Tell me. Uh, Zack Snyder did a, a zombie movie and it just made it to Netflix yesterday, I believe. Wow. So I, I mean, I love me a good zombie movie and I, I just need to sit down and watch it. And I think that's what I'm going to do this afternoon. I love that. I got the house to myself minus the bish over here. I love that. So we're going to watch, I... we're, we're going to watch a zombie movie. Isn't that right? Watch One of me. my favorite binges is, um, day of the dead, dawn of the dead. Night of the Living Dead. I love those. Shaun of the Dead. Wait. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, yeah. And I, I, I really loved um, the one with Brad Pitt in it. I can't remember what it was. But uh, World War Z. World War Z. But, you know, I cannot get into Walking Dead. Why eh. is that? I love zombie movies, but I hate The Walking Dead. I couldn't get into it either. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I, I couldn't get into it either. It was uh, too much drama for me, I suppose. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's just hard to say what it was. Whereas, like, you know, 28 days uh, later, mm. it's just, whoo. Right. That one was good. I love that one. I love Sandra Bullock in a rehab movie. You know what I mean? That was That's what I was saying. It was like, you know, the, the sequel doesn't make any sense. I, and I, I, did, I said that to Debbie, and they looked at me, and they're like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> and then that's when they realized that I was being an asshole. Yes, most people don't realize that. But I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, because you got 28 days, 28 days later, and then 28 weeks later. I'm like, one of these movies doesn't seem to fit here. How oh, the hell God. did this turn into a zombie movie? So our recommendation is just any zombie movie. Go watch zombie, a zombie movie. I love it. You know, because one of the one of my favorite things is is that when uh, planners are trying to figure out how to act in natural disasters, mm-hmm. they use zombies. Right. Like the so like the army when they're coming up with like how would they work in specific settings, they actually use a zombie outbreak. And the and the funny thing was is is that it turns out that you know when you're thinking about well if this invasion happens or this disease happens or this bomb goes off, mm-hmm. it's like you have these very rigid set of constraints that your brain is kind of already set into thinking. Right. But suddenly it's like zombies, and you're like, well, this isn't real, so fuck it, let's just see what happens. And then they actually come up with some really good stuff because you don't have all of these constraints subconsciously put on you in terms of how you figure out a solution. That's right. And a lot of people said that 
zombie like the zombie games where you kill a zombie just de decentralizes the humanity of it and it allows people to just learn how to kill without putting a human face to it. Nah, I don't <laughs> believe that for a second. We're radicalizing all of our kids with zombie games. I love you, Jeff. Or, or, you know, here's <laughs> what I say, is if you don't want to desensitize your kids to, hey, knock it off. <laughs> Damn dogs, train a bite and eraser. <laughs> if you don't want to desensitize your kids to killing things, maybe you shouldn't buy your kids the mature rated games. Fuck yeah. You know, this that's on you. That's like, on you. Ah, uh, you know, there there is no rule that says that your kid has to get the gory game. That's right. Be a Just because they're, yeah, that's that's on you. Like I didn't I didn't let my kids play shooter games for a long time, hmm. simply that's because nice. I wanted to instill in them the idea that you kill somebody, it's final. There's no respawn. That's right. Fuck, I feel bad for your kids. So they've never played Dunk Hunt. <laughs> well, I didn't have a Nintendo to play Duck Hunt. <laughs> And besides, everybody got frustrated and tried to shoot the damn dog. That makes sense. Me too. Well, I love you, Jeffrey. We're going to end it right love you too. there. Thank you. Go enjoy your day. Oh, you too, man. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And thank you for listening to Public Access America. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Overcast, Podcast Addict, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget about Apple Music. I always forget about that. And Victor Reader. Victor Reader is interesting, too. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek and security. We support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Potable, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.